Hello and welcome to a new indie comics. This is not Maddie. This is Tyler. And uh, I, I unfortunately, Maddie's not here because of a sick pup. But the pup is going to be okay. Let's not worry about the pup right now. Let's worry about a Kickstarter. A very exciting Kickstarter that's happening right now. And we have a returning guest that we are... I am excited to, to speak with. I'm the only person here. Um, and we have returning... Madeline, it's Holly Rosing, right? Rosie, that's Ro right, right. Holly Rosing. I, I knew it. I was so insecure, <laughs> and I was like, "Am I, am I gonna, am I gonna botch this?" But I had it. How are you? No, you had it. You had it. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Of course, absolutely. Last time uh, we talked to you, uh, you had an awesome, another successful Kickstarter. You are a like one of the gods of Kickstarter that that I know, and I I love it, and it's fascinating. And we'll dive into that a little bit but what what's going on with boston well what's going on with boston and and their metaphysical society <laughs> uh, we are um kickstarting the fourth sequel in the series uh for those of your listeners who are not familiar with boston metaphysical society the basic premise is about an ex-pinkerton detective a spirit photographer and a genius scientist who battles supernatural forces in late 1800s Boston. We started with a six-issue miniseries, which has gone to trade and was picked up by SourcePoint Press about a year and a half ago. And But since then, we have uh, produced three sequels to that. And the latest one, which will be on Kickstarter all of April, is uh, The Book of Demons. It's called The Book of Demons. And it is... It is a standalone, but it is a continuation of Ghosts and Demons, which was our, our previous Kickstarter last year. And uh, Gwen, Gwen Tavares is back on board doing the art and coloring and doing a smashing job as usual. Uh, but yeah, uh, and so yeah, we've been, we've been, I've been very busy. <laughs> <laughs> It definitely sounds like it, uh, and it's a, it's fascinating and amazing at the same time. Uh, Source SourcePoint Press. We we talked to some of the head people. We've had a few guests from them, and now of course the new news of them, uh, you know, going with um, oh my god, not uh, Simon, Ray, Simon and Schuster. Simon and Schuster, yeah, and that Simon and Schuster, yeah, that's fascinating and amazing. Like, con like congratulations, and uh, I. I well, uh, with that, uh, how is it kind of different or uh, how do you feel about kind of joining a publisher now when you were doing this more solo before? Um, well, first of all, uh, I I joined a publisher a year and a half ago with SourcePoint Press and mm -hmm. they're using Simon & Schuster uh, to distribute uh, their books as well. Um, I've actually known about this for a while, but wasn't allowed to talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which is which is fair. I understand. They got to do what they got to do. Yeah. Uh, but no, to me, it's I I hooked up with SourcePoint because I I'm what I call you know a single practitioner. It's just me. I don't have yeah. an assistant other than my poor husband who has to <laughs> deal with me when I run Kickstarters. But um, you know, I handle everything with the business and. You know, it, it reached a point where I wanted to expand, but I couldn't do by myself. So uh, SourcePoint presented a wonderful opportunity uh, to 
expand my fan base. And, you know, we've, we've done just that. Um, and it, it's been, it's been great working with him. I, uh, have an immense respect for how they reorganized during the pandemic and, you know, came out ahead. Unlike, unlike a lot of people, they really, they, you know, thought out of the side of the box and, um, all I can say is, you know, I made a good decision. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm so excited for you. That is so cool to have like a new, like a newest partner, like entity, um, uh, to help you along the way with this. And so let's, let's talk about this Kickstarter. I, I, uh, with this point around the, the story continues and we find our characters in a whole new realm of mystery and shrouding in all the paranormal or uh, just all the uh, supernatural stuff. And so uh, can you tell us yeah. a little bit more just about the story and just dive into like, what are they um, going up against? Well, uh, in Ghosts and Demons, uh, we learn that Caitlin has, uh, unbeknownst to herself, uh, a certain power over demons, uh, a certain amount of control. And it's something that her mother sees and does not approve of at all and doesn't think that her daughter should be in possession of, of such power, that it should be should be controlled by a great house, which is in the Boston metaphysical universe, they're, you know, the upper echelon of the aristocracy. And so she, they do find out what Caitlin can do and uh, which is perfect for uh, it's, it's called the great house Lowell. Alice Lowell is uh, um, the wife and she has inherited an old Puritan journal that describes how to find and enslave a demon, but she needs a, a psychic to do it. So she kidnaps Caitlin. And, you know, that's just the first step in, in, a, in a long range plan that she has for, for these demons and, you know, eventually for Caitlin. So, and so the team has to deal with that as well, uh, along with uh, striking workers in Boston as the underclass is starting to feel, you know, they, something needs to be done about their lives. Um, so it kind of mirrors a lot of what happened in the pre-union organizing days in the United States in the you know early 1900s. So, but this time with, you know, ghosts and demons and supernatural stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That sounds epic. <laughs> So yeah, it's a 41-page story in a 48-page perfect bound book. Um this is the the longest story for uh, you know a one-shot that I've done. It it was, you know, it became pandemic writing and because normally I set a certain budget for a page count and you know, my husband just looked at me and just said just write whatever you need to write to make the story work. Who will figure it out. <laughs> and Absolutely. so that's what I did and what was going to be like maybe a 36 or 38, you know, suddenly became a 41. <laughs> yeah. And, but yeah, it worked because I was able to really open up um, the story and uh, it, it worked out much better. So. What were some of the biggest challenges yeah. though, uh, during the pandemic while, while writing this? Like, I know you said like, you know, the story started expanding and started getting a little longer, which is, you know, 
great for your readers as well. And, and you know, yeah. and but uh, what were some like the biggest, the biggest challenges? Uh, believe it or not, time management because because of the mm -hmm. time pandemic being so distracting, and well, the world being so distracting last year. Uh, it, it's hard to maintain focus. So to to keep focused, you know, I'd make sure, you know, I was working out, you know, exercising every day and, you know, trying to talk to people through social media, trying to get administrative stuff done and then just getting, you know, some writing done every day. And, you know, I look back at last year and actually I, I did get a lot done. I finished a novel. I finished this. Oh, and nice. I and I also finished um, uh, an eight episode audio drama, uh, also set in the Boston Metaphysical Universe. It's a brand new story. And well, that will be on Kickstarter in the fall. Oh, that is so cool. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to hear about that too. All this stuff is so, I yeah. Oh my God, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> what, what were some of the things that actually came a little bit easier though? Uh, during the pandemic that was like you were like oh wow this this just usually would be a lot harder but <laughs> um though i i love cons they can be exhausting uh so yeah i you know didn't have and and you also even like i said even though i do love doing cons it also takes away from creative time between travel you know and you're working 10 to 12 hours a day <laughs> and then you're traveling and then you come home again and you have to recoup and then deal with whatever administrative tasks from the con you have to deal with. Uh, people always seem to forget that, you know, when you go to a con, oh, you have to do arrange for a hotel, any taxes that have to be paid, license fees, um, uh, paperwork. I mean, there's just a host of things for each uh for each con and it's like we're going to rose city in the fall and i think everything should be okay by then so that shouldn't be a problem yeah. and <clears throat> you know just figuring out okay where my husband and i were going to drive up together so okay you have to how long do we want to drive that day so where are we going to be you got to make the hotel arrangements in whatever city you think you're going to be in and and just, you know, figure all that out. So, and that's a lot more time consuming than you think it is. Are you, are you more excited uh, for the world to get back to, I, 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 are you excited for conventions, not only just on the sales standpoint and also for, for marketing, but I mean, it's, it's a big thing just for creators, uh, networking and uh, so many other things. Are, are you, are you, are you scared or are, or are you like extremely excited or weary? Like how, how oh. How are you kind of feeling? I'm, I'm excited. I, I can't wait. I mean, it was just, even though, you know, picking out mediocre, cheap hotels to stay at on the way up to Portland, uh, <laughs> uh, is, is it, it's still, it's like, it, when I finished, like, we're going to Portland. Oh, my God. It's just exciting to be able to get on the road again and get yeah. up there and be able to talk to not only, you know, friends and, and fellow vendors, and, and but also fans. And yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. So no, we, I, I can't wait. Of course. And uh, with this Kickstarter going on right now, you know, you had your last one, you said last year, was there anything that you, that you learned last year 
that you got to incorporate into this one? And is there anything that you kind of, because you and I both know a lot of people who had their own Kickstarters. Were there any, were there any things that you kind of learned from also watching other people do Kickstarters during the quarantine that you, that you apply to this one or that you're going to apply to this one? Um, it mainly has to do with shipping. Um, mm -hmm. I have used the same pretty sturdy, uh, mailers, uh, for years. I mean, literally yeah. years. And maybe one would, would have been really damaged, maybe two. And that's because it was clearly like run over by a truck. Um, <laughs> And not and didn't get shredded, you know, at USPS. But this year, man, they really did a number on this past year. And I guess I sent things out last May. Um, those sturdy mailers just, uh, you know, met their match last year. So uh, I'm going to be using it's it's close to a Gemini, but not quite. So yeah, I'm changing my packaging particularly for anything outside of California. Um, you know, adding boards, adding more packing, um, you know, things like that. Uh, then actually I had learned this and I use pirateship.com. Uh, I like, I like the name of it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's a, you know, third party postage and they came up with, um, a thing that I learned about late last year called a simple export rate for international. Cause I ship overseas quite a bit. Oh, and, that's cool. um, yeah, my father has a good time whenever I run a Kickstarter, he was like, okay, what new country do you have? You know, <laughs> this week, any, any countries you haven't, you know, sent before to, you know, they showed up and there's always a new country that shows up every, every year. Uh, you know, there's your usual Canada, England, Australia, yeah. um, our buddies, Germany. Yeah. <laughs> but then every once in a while, and, and then I have my regular, there's a, a, a lady in Iceland who's been a backer forever. Um, but yeah, I think the new ones last year was, I think Cyprus and the Russian Federation, but yeah, anyway, they had a, they have a simple export rate. So, uh, I guess they have 55 countries on their list that you can get a cheaper rate. So um, I actually let a bunch of people know, including Russell. I said, Hey guys, have you seen this? And uh, so, yeah, for a lot of the countries we ship to regularly, we'll, we'll be able to give the backers um, a better deal on shipping. That is awesome. Yeah. What, what, what a great yeah. find. Um yeah. And uh, going off on having international audience, I mean, what, what would it kind of, uh, when do you kind of see yourself maybe translating some of your books or have you already started that process? I haven't yet. That's actually uh, in source points um, ballpark. Oh yeah. Uh, makes, yeah. Makes sense. When, 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 and if they want to do that. Um, so yeah, that, that's possibly something, something for the future. I would think if it's something they want to do, probably French, Spanish would be, and maybe yeah. Swedish, Swedish on the top of their list. That's really cool. So, yeah. 
if I was a creator, my I'm like yeah, like if I if I was a comic creator and, and there were like other languages, I'd be yeah. I, I would be like, hey, Swords Point, I want a copy of all of those, please, <laughs> like just to have them myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, oh yeah, um, no, it'd be it'd be totally fun, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I guess like going back over to to the uh, convention scene, what is the one thing that you are most excited for? Like we talked about, like the trips and like the ability of going out when you finally get into like work mode I'm people <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just i mean i mean the first con it was like people uh i'm at, i'm scheduled to be at fan expo boston in august if everything goes well um with the pandemic and everything and uh i've i've been there twice before uh, for the obvious reasons, Boston metaphysical. So I want to be in Boston and, you know, I love it there. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if that may be my first con in a year and a half. Wow. And so that will be pretty extraordinary. Yeah. It's been, it's been interesting with these virtual cons and like not really having the people like, like we, we've done a couple of them. We, I opted out of WonderCon last year. It was, too anxious i was just like uh, they were they're like hey uh, we're still doing it you want to put your you know, you know you have a you have a couple virtual panel or you have a couple panels you want to do them virtually i'm like i, I can't can't even fathom what the hell's happening right now mm. <laughs> no <laughs> i need a i need a second um <laughs> love WonderCon, love cci love them love them to death but oh, I, yeah. it was just, you, it you was just so you, soon yeah you just weren't ready yet yeah that's all like it, it was like that I it was it. Yeah, like, and then of course, it, like, I was supposed to go. We were supposed to get Emerald City, and I was like so gung ho. And then, like, all the questioning, we're like, okay, like, what's happening? Like, ah, <laughs> it was, and it, it was, it was, it was frightening. But um, you know, what what else is frightening is the uh, supernatural. Uh, <laughs> it, um, <laughs> that was a transition, Tyler. Um, yeah, no Good segue but, there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> how so? How how? I'm guessing that you probably working on this, you have other stories and uh, you know, that you kind of maybe created with this, how, how, how much has with this time to create, to prepare and to reflect, have you kind of seen Boston metaphysical go a little bit longer than you had initially? Uh, Absolutely. And a lot of it has to do with the novel. I, finished it, it's actually the first novel in a trilogy set in the boston metaphysical universe it's wow. set about 35 years before the original six issue miniseries and covers what i call the house wars which is the equivalent of the american civil war so it's oh, wow. it's the it's the boston metaphysical version of the american civil war uh, but with the north and the northern and southern houses at war with each other, airships, demons, the whole nine yards. And yeah, I really I had a lot of fun with that. Um, I got to do airship battles. That was pretty cool. Pens. And <laughs> when the uh, the main it it covers about four to five different families. Oh, wow. that are operating during that time. So it's pretty expansive. So I suspect the second book in it is going to be a lot longer than the first book. 
Um, <clears throat> but the main relationship is between Gwen Warwick, who is a uh, not only an airship pilot, but an airship designer who is eventually brought into the Northern airship um, fleet as one of their officers and the uh, head of house Wellsmore, uh, Beatrice Wellsmore. And for those who have read uh, the novellas in the story or the prequel novel, A Storm of Secrets, you'll either seen or had reference to Beatrice Wellsmore, uh, who, who is the, the grandmother of Jonathan Wellsmore, who was Samuel Hunter's father-in-law. Oh. So all these all these people are linked, and you know it was really nice one to write about a middle aged woman who had power, and and her own prejudice. You know she has class prejudices, and she's forced to work with Gwen, who is pretty much middle class, and it's just it's a really interesting dynamic to get those two women in the same room together. So. It's a, it's a, it's a, the whole arc is, is essentially these, these two women hate each other in the beginning and then grudgingly respect each other. And eventually by the third book, they're working together. Oh, okay. And, yeah. Will the events in the book series also uh, maybe explain or be influenced by maybe this, the graphic novel for the uh, Kickstarter and for the future ones? As well? Yes, actually, oh, cool. it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the Book of Demons, which we'll see in the uh, the latest graphic novel that I'm kickstarting right now. The history behind that is in these is in this trilogy. Oh, awesome! Okay, so, so you actually, it when I say it's something that that this one uh, Alice Lowell's her name she inherited it from an uncle from the South. Uh, actually, a great, great uncle by this time. Uh, it all plays out. His his name is Abraham Yulrich, and he, I don't want to give away anything. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, but yeah, no, there's linkage between everything. So once I finish with the trilogy, and if you've read the graphic novels, and then read the trilogy, you're going to go like, oh my God, this is where it all came from. And this is how it all played out, you know, 35 years before or longer. And so, yeah, every, everything I write is, is rooted in something else. Oh man. <sighs> that is so cool. I'm so excited. Like I, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for this. And uh, <laughs> of course, the Kickstarter is happening right now. You guys need, you guys need to, to back this thing. Uh, so, what are some of the things that you're offering for the, uh, you know, for the backers? Uh, a lot of cool stuff. Obviously, the, uh, the graphic novel, both in physical and PDF form. Uh, our big thing, you know, we do a new pen every year, new lapel pen. And so this year we did the Plague Doctor. Um, so for those of you who know your history and, uh, who the plague doctor is, it's the, back in the, um, during the time of the plague, 
they're the doctors used to wear these like almost like bird-like beak masks and so that's called the plague doctor and they're not they terrifying thought, at all not at all no not at all not at all uh, <laughs> uh alejandro lee designed the pen so and he did a magnificent job uh you'll see a picture of it on the kickstarter page and i have to say that the the picture is is fine but it doesn't do the pin justice. The pin actually looks better than in the picture. I, I was oh, so, so you, already, you already have them. You're 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 ready. I actually have them. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna yeah, be hard, actually, gonna be hard to give them all out. You're just like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just seemed right to do the plague doctor this year. Um, it it fit in with everything. <laughs> it's a little timely. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it was. It was timely. And uh, like I said, Alejandro did did a great job. Um, I'm so happy he was available uh, yeah. to do it. Absolutely. And what else? Of course, we have uh, the novel Storm of Secrets, the anthology, uh, you know, everything in physical or PDF form. We do have, I, I do have a slightly new one. Um, I call it my, my starter kit where people say they don't want to they like physical copies but they don't want to spend the money to get everything it's uh the reward tier is the uh trade paperback of the original six issues and the prequel novel a storm of secrets and between those two that will establish all the characters and the foundation of the universe and then if they decide they like it then you know, they can get the other stuff later if they want, but that's like $35 and that includes, um, shipping. So, I mean, that's a really good starting point for people who are new. Uh, but yeah, we do have bigger tiers that includes, uh, everything. So, and we actually have a lot of stuff now. It <laughs> <That> always <laughs> amazes me. It just keeps growing and growing and like, Oh yeah. Okay. Which is, which is definitely the goal. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, that is amazing. And I, I, we just have two more questions. Or I only have two more questions. So uh, I do have like, so your, cre your creative team, your, uh, your artists, your letterers, your, your, the people working on the book. So how did you meet them? And uh, how long of how long have they been a part of this journey that you've that you've been uh, creating since uh, you started this in 2013? Yes. Oh. Yes. Uh, our original artist uh, on the in the six issue miniseries was Emily Hugh. Uh, the colorists were Gloria Kali and Fariza Kamaputra. Emily, I found through a mutual friend in my sequential art class and hired her to do uh, some audition pages, which she nailed. And then our, I got her under contract fast before she ran away. <laughs> and, <laughs> Uh, and she did, she stayed with me. She did a marvelous job and then, then moved on to bigger and better. Uh, then I started putting the word out that I was looking for, uh, another artist and I wanted a woman on board and a friend of mine at, I saw him at Clockwork Alchemy and he says, Oh, I heard you're looking for an artist. What about Gwen Tavares? And I said, Oh, you know, I'll, I'll go look her up. So I did, but in the meantime, he contacted her and she contacted me <laughs> and I, I guess she wanted a job. Yeah. Uh, 
So I took a look at her stuff and had her do audition sketches and she nailed it. So I said, uh-huh. you're perfect. on. And she's been doing the, the art and coloring. Now this will be her fourth uh, book with me. And uh, no, I, I love Gwen. She's, she's the best. Um, so was Emily. I've been very fortunate um, in having them on board. Uh, Troy, uh, Pateri, my letterer, when I first started this journey back in 2012, 2013, whenever it was, uh, one of my friends in the sequential art class, uh, Christina Strain, was had a table at what used to be Image Expo up in San Francisco be- before um, they only did Image. I mean, for a while they let everybody in, but then they just focused on Image books. I didn't, and even so know that, says, I didn't even know that Image had their own convention. That's strange. Yeah, they did. They did like 10 years ago. Hmm. Uh, and so she says, okay, you can have my, a little corner of my table. And so I had postcards and she says, and you can, you know, talk to people here, bring scripts and whatever. And Troy came by to say hi to her. And she says, oh, Troy's a letterer. Why don't you talk to him? And I said, hi, Troy. And he says, okay, let me see a script. And he, he, he went through the script. He goes, yeah, I'll do this. And I went, great, I have a letterer. <laughs> I, at the time, I didn't know him from Adam, only because, I, you know, I trusted Christina because she says, oh, he's great. And then, of course, I learned later, he's like been with Top Cow forever. You know, he's a journeyman letterer who likes to do indie stuff. And he's been awesome. And, yeah, he's he's been with me through the whole thing. That is awesome. That's a great story. I, yeah, I, I, I love hearing when like creative teams like how they all get connected and meet i think i always find it's funny and they every single story has always been unique on the show and that's what i love uh and uh, and and with that uh my, my last question before you know before we reach the end um mm-hmm. you know we any comics has come very far especially recently uh throughout all this uh, and uh how do you how do you think indie comics or is going to be changed after this pandemic? Uh, I think they're just going to get bigger and better. Yeah. Uh, I, I Kickstarter has been obviously a huge game changer here and it's because of it. It's also producing relationships, not only personal, but professional. And, and you'll, you'll see that I cross promote with other people and, you know, they cross promote with me uh, and you just start building these relationships with build into other relationships, which often build into publishing relationships. And it, I think it just gets it gets better and better. And I also think because of the nature of Kickstarter and the demands of the backers, they're raising the bar. So we had to raise the bar and and you're seeing better and better comics every single year that you know if if the folks producing them wanted to go to a major publisher they could but they have chosen not to i cannot agree with you any uh any more than that but uh thank you so much again uh for being here when does the kickstarter officially end um i believe it'll be like april april 27th or 28th Perfect. Yeah. You have until April 27th 
or 28th, <laughs> but you should do it definitely before the 27th, just in definitely. case, to back this amazing book uh, and the series. I, I cannot, I, I, I cannot praise the series enough. That's why we have you come back because amazing you're amazing you. i absolutely love talking to you each and every time and i can't wait to see you at a convention and give you like a like a high five or something or you know you know or like one of those uh what do they call it, like where you grab each other's like um like uh, a hug like the, 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 <laughs> the arm well yeah there's that the hug is good but what what is it like the the, the arm part after the hand is that the forearm, the forearm? oh yes yes that, where you the grab each other's forearms and, and the just, elbow like, yes it's, box. yeah yes, yes. like yes. I feel like I feel like I'm gonna do like the forearm thing because be like yes we're a community again yes yes <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, thank you again for being on Boston Metaphysical uh, Society uh, this book is going to be unbelievable and all the links are going to be in the article as always and um, where can they find you and everything else what are your what the re what are the rest of your plugs uh, you can. Always find me at uh, bostonmetaphysicalsociety.com, on Facebook, Boston Metaphysical Society Comic, Twitter, mhollyrosing, and Instagram, mcholly1. All righty. And uh, thank you for listening in. You can check out all of our shows and offerings on thegrankygathering.com. Don't forget that we have a YouTube channel where a lot of our podcasts are turning into videos. And a big announcement coming about this show coming soon. And also, don't forget that I stream on Twitch. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the things, and join our Discord if you if you uh, if you want to. If you want to be part of the conversation and, and hang out with us and joke around and play some games with us, uh, our music has been provided by Carlisle Laurent. Have a wonderful week. Wear a mask and GGG. Grand Geek Gathering.